How do you build a business when it feels like doing so is taking advantage of someone else's pain? Hi, welcome to another episode of Business Mindset Mastery. My name's Heather Gray. I'm a mindset and performance coach for business owners, leaders, and entrepreneurs. You can always find me over at choosetohaveitall.com. And today we're digging into a bit of a sensitive topic. How do you build a business that's largely centered around someone's pain point? What do you do when someone is hurting and struggling and in their hurt and in their struggle, you see a business opportunity for yourself? How do you manage it with integrity? How do you choose a path that feels respectful and honoring of the client's situation while also thinking of yourself as a business person? I think that can be a slippery slope for people, especially our listener today. Let's dive into her question. Heather, for the past three years, I've been running a group for young widows, wives who lost their husbands in their 20s and 30s. Four years ago, I lost my own husband of three years when I was only 27. At the time, there were no resources, books, or supports for me. My married friends were dealing with toddlers when I was picking out a casket. I started my community to be of service and to meet a need. I'm proud of what I've built, but now I'm wondering if I might be able to build a business out of this, helping young widows rebuild their lives. Taking money for this feels awful. It feels selfish and money-grabbing. However, I'm often thinking and feeling resentful, thinking I should be getting paid for the work I'm doing. Is there a way to build a business that, in essence, is based on the pain of others? I need some help thinking this one through. Thanks. Yes, yes, there is a way of building a business based on the pain of others. And when you look at it with that lens, I absolutely understand why it kind of feels gross and slimy. But you're talking to somebody who had a brick and mortar therapy business for 10 years. I built my business based on awful things happening to people that they needed help sorting through. Um, so yes, <laughs> I think I might be a little bit biased in this conversation, but yes, it is my strong belief that when people are in pain, when people are, in, are suffering, when they're lost and confused, if there is someone there who has the experience and and the wisdom to offer direction. Not only do they have a responsibility to do so, but to keep the boundaries clean and professional, you absolutely should be charging for the services and the support that you're offering. Otherwise, you come across as kind of the good friend or the supportive neighbor. But if you want to keep it clean, make it a business. I understand after three years of doing this community and running this community out of the goodness of your heart, it feels really bad to say, hey, I'd like to get paid for this. I want to offer you a different way of looking at it because I think once you lock yourself into that lens and that point of view, it's hard to see out of it. But what you're doing is you are offering a community of women who are dealing with unexpected loss and tragedy a safe place to find themselves, to get grounded, 
to figure out who they are now that this awful thing has happened, to figure out where they want their lives to go now that the chapter of their story is ending so abruptly and they have to rewrite the chapter. And they need somebody with the wisdom and the guidance who's been there and done that and can see it on the other side. If you're doing this purely as a free support group, you're remaining their equal. That puts you in this weird place where you constantly have to be the survivor of widowhood yourself. It doesn't really give you a lot of room and growth to expand and get to the other side to rebuild your own life. But now that you've done this and you've helped hundreds of women with their stories, you now have this unique experience that you can help other women. And yes, I absolutely do think you can build a business over it. But what you want to think about is what do you want to offer? What are you hoping to sort of soothe for these women? What are the specific pain points you're helping them with? Are you helping them with the logistics of unexpected loss? Like what happens when you hadn't yet done a will because you were only 25 and you thought that there was time for that? Are you helping them figure out how to deal with the mortgage if there was no life insurance yet? Because again, you were only 25. Like what are the specific things you're helping them with? Is it the logistics? Is it the what do you do now? And what do you want with the rest of your life now that it's going differently? And do you want to work with people one-on-one? Do you want to keep this group community going but offer an enrollment fee for it so that it becomes a paid service? I would get really clear before you think about what you know you're offering to other people and what you're putting out there and whether or not you're selfish for doing so or a money grabber for doing so. I would give yourself permission to really be curious about exactly what it is you would like to do. Are you looking to do more formal counseling? So do you need to get some training for that? Are you hoping to be a coach for these women? Are you hoping to simply be a mentor or a facilitator of group conversation? Do you want to host live in-person events with these women and give them weekend retreats for healing, growth, and perspective. When you look at your role and you tell yourself, I should be getting paid for this, what do you actually want to be getting paid for? What is the type of work that you don't mind doing for free? And what have you found yourself doing that's building that resentment? I would get really clear on what you're hoping to do and how you're hoping to serve. And then I would talk to the women about this. They clearly need the support. They clearly need the community. That's how they found you. And I agree, you are helping a largely underserved audience. And so there is a desperate need for the type of services that you're hoping to create. But you can talk to them about what they need. Because sometimes in the initial stages of grief, when I did therapy, I would tell people like, don't do therapy right away. Because there is no making sense of this. There is no processing it. But what you need to do is surround yourself with love in an environment that supports the grieving process. And if you're not at that place where you don't have a safe and comfortable spot to grieve, then yes, let's work together on that. But right now, you're still reacting. So are you helping these women react? Are you helping them get a landing spot? What is it that you want to do? And what is it that they're telling you that they need? 
get clear on the business idea because it's so much easier to defend, to understand, to get excited about, and to believe in something when it becomes a little more concrete. Right now, you can attach all kinds of emotional stories about money grabbing and greed and selfishness because you just have this idea of kind of getting paid for what you're currently doing. I would like to see you get crystal clear on what it is you want to do, how you want to help, and how you want to serve. And then the next thing I would think about is the idea that when people are in pain, (laughs) they pay to have that pain relieved. We go to the doctors and we pay the doctors to relieve our pain. Just because we're in pain, they don't get to help us for free because it's mean or insensitive for them to demand a bill after it. People who come to me, while they're not in the same intensity of pain that you're seeing and living with, they are stuck in lives that they can't get out of. They're stuck in decisions they feel like they can't untangle themselves from. They're deeply unhappy. They feel trapped by decisions of their own making. And yes, they pay me to get untangled because they're paying for my expertise. They're paying for my knowledge, my awareness, and my perspective on the other side. That is what your members would be paying you to. The other thing that it does is with payment comes consistency and accountability. If people are investing in their own healing and in their own growth and they're paying you to be available, that means that you don't have to decide that you're not in the mood to do it one day. That means that you don't get to just sort of call out that if you're building this as a business, then people are investing in you and paying you to be present for them. That has value. In addition to your experience, in addition to all of the things that you have been doing and probably paying for yourself to invest in this so-called free community. Because I know the way free groups work. They're costing you time. At some point, I'm sure they've cost you money. And when you're looking at the resources you're giving away, I want you to start thinking about what you would be capable of creating if you were able to make an income from this. If people paid you for this work that you've been doing for free for so long, what would you be capable of creating? Because that's the other side of this, that if people invest in their own health and healing, they will be afforded more resources, more opportunities, and more growth. And that's what I see happening for you here. I see a lot of potential for you to expand on the services and offerings that you're using to support these women if you had some income from it. And I know that sometimes when people are in your situation, they don't think that they have the experience or they don't think they have the training necessary and imposter syndrome starts to kick in. And I want to assure you that with your own personal experience and three years running this group and helping other women in your situation, yes, you are absolutely qualified to help people with this. I will always tell you to be careful of people who seem to be struggling with things beyond grief where mental illness and depression and anxiety are playing a role and make sure you're comfortable treating people at that level and anytime you're not, be unafraid and referring out and making sure that people get the help from the right level of care that's necessary. But if you're looking to create a mentorship community, if you're looking to create a support group, then 
yes, you absolutely should be paid for it because you're working for it. At some point in time, you started this group just for yourself, as an outlet for yourself, as a space to have the hard conversations, a place where you could just be you. And now that's what you're offering other people. It is going to feel weird and it is going to feel bad if you charge at first. But I want you to compare that feeling to what it feels like when you're not charging, what it feels like when you're not getting paid. Because I can tell you there have been so many times when I was a mental health therapist, I was dealing with someone who was in incredible pain and their um, insurance company would suddenly cut benefits. So I would lower my rate to something completely absurd just so the person wouldn't have to get a new therapist or wouldn't have to stop treatment because that felt like the human thing to do. And that human feeling lasts for like a week or two, but eventually you find yourself looking at your own bottom line and that affects the level of care you're offering. I think if you legitimize this work for yourself by getting paid, by being reimbursed for your time, your energy, and your talent, I think you prevent that from happening for yourself and your business. It is easier to get to be all in when we're getting paid our worth. The other thing is, is think about this for a second. People will pay to have their pain relieved and they will invest when they really believe that somebody can do that. That's why people get second opinions. That's why they go to new doctors. That's why they go to medical business, you know, buildings where their insurance isn't going to cover it on the off chance that they might get better care. And you don't get to decide for these widows that you are undeserving of their investment. That's their business. They get to decide that they're lost, stuck, and uncertain about what to do next and need some help from the outside looking in on what their options might be. When you start getting into their values of what they should be spending their money on and what they shouldn't be spending their money on, that ends up being none of your business. And you want to be able to own what your business is. And right now, you have an expertise and personal experience in a human condition that you are capable of like easing the suffering from. That's what I want you to be thinking about. And yes, absolutely. Think about all of the other people who make money relieving the pain of others. And do you begrudge them that? Do you think that because people were sexually abused, I should have done free therapy? Do you think that because women had husbands who up and left their marriages and I was helping them figure out what was next and how to talk to the kids that I shouldn't have been paid because this awful thing happened? And if it's not true for me, it's not true for you. You get to decide your voice. You get to decide your messaging, your marketing, your positioning, all of that. You can tell your audience what you want them to think. If you're worried about their reaction to being charged, you can explain to them that part of it is that the fee serves as a boundary so that people can't just come in willy-nilly into the group, that they're investing in themselves and they're investing in the group. You can tell them and be clear and transparent with them about the amount of money and investment it takes to run a group of your size and be clear too about the time it takes so that they know that this is what you're committing to and this is what you're offering them and that if they want to choose that for themselves, they absolutely get to. But the only way 
any of this works is if you are willing to change the story that getting paid to relieve pain is selfish. My story is, is you don't think your doctor should treat you for free. My story is you don't think I should treat my therapy clients for free or my coaching clients for free, that I deserve to be paid. I want you to follow the same rule book. And of course, when you're talking to them, you are going to use sensitive, nurturing, relationship-based marketing to connect with them. And you're going to build the know, like, and trust factor, and you are going to control the message so they hear in your offer what it is you want them to hear. So first, just to kind of regroup here, I want you to get crystal clear on what it is you want to offer these women. Then I want you to get clear on what it is they're looking for. Then you can decide how you want to present it, how you want to talk about it. But yes, absolutely. This is a valid business idea that I do think you should pursue because you've been doing it for free for three years. So clearly, this is a passion. Clearly, this is something you're committed to and you deserve to be reimbursed for your worth. I'm really glad that you reached out with this question. I think it's something that a lot of people struggle with, that when they're helping people soothe pain points, they don't think that they can charge a lot because it feels like taking advantage. Again, just remember that people will invest to have their pain relieved. Thanks so much for talking to me today. I enjoyed this conversation. If anybody else listening has a question and you'd like my two cents on it, certainly send it my way. You can find me over at heather at choose to have it all.com and I look forward to talking to you next time. Bye for now.